NFR Extra is a weekly podcast that focuses on the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo and features icons that embody the rodeo and Western lifestyle. And now here are your hosts, Nevada Caldwell and Rockin' Robbie Hodges. Hello, hello, Robbie and Brylin. How are you two doing? Doing well. Doing great. Nice. Good. Heck yeah. Well, here we got episode number 41. And uh, this was quite an adventure, right? Uh, we started off with a... Well, Robbie, who... who? This guy was pretty interesting who was on this episode right here that you and I got to chat with. He sure was. Caleb Schmidt. What an awesome guy. Great tie-down roper and... Just some of the cool stuff that he was telling us about. He's kind of like me. He's an old go with the flow. Let's see what happens. Let's try yeah, this. Yeah, he is. <laughs> see how it goes kind of guy. And uh, and then, you know, he kind of brought it back down with uh, his wife being a, a bean counter, an accountant. Yep. And uh, so he's pretty much, he's got the 360 going there. And, uh, yeah. Very good, very good interview. And I, I think you guys will enjoy it, especially my tie-down roper and my time to bend buddies. I, you know, and just to add to that, I think the conversation about team roping was pretty interesting for me because it, it kind of tells me that Caleb is very talented and he can he can just about do anything in the rodeo business. And he, this conversation kind of alludes to that, no doubt about it. Absolutely. I think you'll find it takes that in the sport now. You know, I mean, there's there's no downtime. If you're not if you're not tie-down roping, you're team roping. Yeah, 100%. And then, you know, you, we're talking about team roping. Bri? No. Uh, Brett Beach? We rolled right into Brett Beach, one of our Junior World Finals producers, and he did a great job explaining the 101 of team roping. Yeah. Oh, uh, what a learning curve, you know, to understand uh, the heading and healing side of things and getting to get kind of better of a mental picture of how that works. And I that was I was learning a lot during that episode. That's good. That was a great all one. four thumbs. Four thumbs involved in that, right? Yes. Every yeah, 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 correct. Everyone's got all digits. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good news. <laughs> Y'all yeah. take a listen. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Hey, stay tuned. Uh Brylon Bentley's Rodeo News of the Week coming up next. This is Brightlands Bull, the Rodeo News of the Week. PRCA Stat of the Week, $2.62 million is the amount of prize money earned by 2016 PRCA World Champions, including money earned at the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo and National Finals Steer Roping. The 2016 NFR is currently broadcasting on the Cowboy Channel during 40 Nights of NFR, a series of the last four years of NFR. 40 Nights of NFR airs every night through April 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and re-airs at midnight. To help provide pro rodeo fans, members, and athletes with information on the virus and how it is affecting our sport, the PRCA is maintaining a webpage with the latest updates. On that page, you can find a letter from PRCA CEO George Taylor regarding PRCA responses, an in-depth document about COVID-19, a live document that is updated frequently regarding the status of upcoming rodeos. That webpage can be found at prorodeo.com backslash COVID-19. One under 20 of the best cowboys and barrel racers rode into Las Vegas last December and left $10 million richer. The chase for 2020 has already begun and all champions are hungry for gold. Be sure to follow your favorite cowboys, barrel racers, and local rodeos all season long. It all leads to one place, the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Learn more at nfrexperience.com. This is the NFR. This is Vegas. Howdy, I'm Bob Tolman, and this is NFR Extra. Mr. Hodges, Mr. Hodges, hey. um, welcome back. Here we are again, man. We're going to keep this train rolling. Yeah, I know. Uh, How you holding up, Nevada House? Good. Sin City doing out there, uh, You know, I mean, as we all see, there's news rolling out about everything, right? So what's blowing my mind right now is and keeping you know i don't know maybe some sanity hopefully this podcast adds to it but i kind of like the nfl is still continuing business because it's it's blowing my mind what's what happened the past couple of days um as we're talking right now 
I just saw that uh, um, Philip Rivers from the Chargers is going to the Colts, and Tom Brady's leaving. Really? Yeah. So, hey, but hey, most importantly, I know we're talking about some current events, but Robbie, we got a great guest here amongst other current events. Yeah, they're, they're, the current events are continuing. But uh, we got a, a good friend of ours, two-time NFR champion, Caleb Schmidt. Welcome to the NFR podcast, Caleb. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You better believe it, man. We'll yeah. Oh, it's good to hear voices, man. It's good to hear. Yeah, you know we Robbie. Rodeo people right now. Yeah. Well, and hey. my rodeo, Think about this, you know. They don't let us go nowhere anymore, so we just sit at home, I guess. Yeah. Well, hey, Caleb. What we're trying to do is get get as many as you folks on this podcast, keeping everybody at you know at bay. I mean, we can't change anything. Robbie and I aren't scientists. We sure as heck can't come up with a vaccine or a cure or anything like that. So hopefully. uh our, our antidote is this, right? Like just filling up your eardrums with some good stuff. And well, we're hoping to get some stuff out of you, Caleb. Yeah, yeah. Work. That's hard work. You yeah. bet, buddy. Where are you right now, Caleb? Where are you held up for this big? Man, I'm at the house. Uh, ain't been doing a whole lot. Uh, working a few cows and just teasing around. Uh, roping a little bit. Now that they, I was going to go to Mercedes this weekend, but they canceled it yesterday. So I don't know yeah, where I'm going to go next. Right. I was heading to North Carolina, you know, up to the world's toughest. And then uh, coming out there, we all, and I'm done till the middle of May now. I mean, everything, you know, so. Yeah, I don't know I when. We'll be glad to see y'all. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know when the next rodeo is uh, around here that we'll be able to go to, but. I'm sure I'll be entered at it. I'll be uh, ready to rope again by then. Caleb, what was the last rodeo you just did? What was the last one that you just called it quits, like when you had it and you knew you were you were done for right now? Um, I was at Houston the first three days, and uh, that was the last one for me. Mm. Uh, they can't. We were supposed to go to the ranch rodeo in Houston uh, last mm-hmm. weekend, but they canceled it. I guess Thursday or Thursday, I guess, and the ranch rodeo was Friday, Saturday, so. Mm. Houston was my last outing. Wow. Yeah. I, I, That's so cool that you were going to a ranch rodeo. That just proves, you know, <laughs> freaking cowboys. Seriously. That's uh, uh, not just any, he's, that, but, uh, he's a, he's a two time champion. You know what I mean? I know that's, that's what I love that. You know, even though, you know, it's a sport, but it's also our way of life. And, you know, yeah. when folks oh, yeah. are listening to this new, you'll see right here, you know, I mean, football players, that's what they do. They go oh. play football. You know, that's not an industry. This is, and, and ranching and rodeoing, and like you said, you know, you've been working cows and doing, and mm-hmm. you got to do something, buddy, right now, don't you? Because if not, you will lay around and get fat in a hurry. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, I hope the cow work or something picks up around here so we can do something. Mm-hmm. So, Caleb, are you yes, – here's a couple of questions that we've – this is, you know, we talked to you about Brody Crest earlier. And Robbie brought it up that, hey, there's some individuals out there, stock contractors that, you know, want to keep this train rolling. So, you know, we're apparently, you know, staying small groups, less than 10, whatever, whatever it is. <clears throat> but it yeah. sounds like that there's some creativity happening behind the scenes. Is there anything that that's going through your head or planning wise? Because none of us know this timetable. Is there anything to keep yourself, keep that blade sharp? Is there anything you, you're planning on doing to or in the works that you're going to keep yourself sharp or, or what are your plans here for the next month, Man, two months, whatever? I have no idea to tell you the truth. Uh, practice a little bit. Uh, I'm around horses and cattle all day, every day. Um, so I don't know. I'm just going to take it week by week, see what happens. And, uh, hopefully, uh, we can get back to it here, uh, here pretty quick. Hopefully by the end of March, I have all this stuff figured out where we can, uh, go back yeah. to it and, do what we love to do. Yeah, seriously. Well, I tell you, it's taking a toll. So how about your buddies? I mean, as far as I just can imagine the phone calls right now with each of y'all, you know, and, and talking to you. I mean, you know, like three-way call. Oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? What's going on? And, you know, at least uh, we have rodeo buddies, you know? Yeah, if you've ever been around me, I don't worry too much, so I'm not real worried about it. Uh Right. It's going to happen. Hopefully it gets over soon and we can get back mm-hmm. to it. But right now I'm not real worried about it. Uh, I wish we could have finished Houston. Uh, yeah. Or they would have let us finish Houston up in some way, but they did it. And uh, I don't know. We'll just have to see what happens and, uh, you know, hey. keep doing right. what, what I do. What did they decide on that? That's a, that's a good question. I yeah. mean, were you placed in there or were you uh, coming back? Yeah, I made it back. Yeah, I made it back to the semifinals, but um, I haven't even really heard 
I guess I could probably go through my emails. I'm sure they sent an email, but they had already paid us our money that we had won. Um, I'm sure we could I keep gotcha. that, but I doubt, I doubt it counts towards the, you know, world savings yeah, or towards the money. I bet they don't count it. I bet they, hopefully they just let us keep our money that, um, we had already won yeah. and there's no way to count. Yeah, I don't think they're going to play hell getting it back right now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. We ain't going to work for another month and uh, I'm going to need about 3,600 on one. Yep. I would, yeah, I'm going to need about half of that. So if you need a place to let it stay for a little bit, because uh, when I got down, down, I drove to two of them actually. And when I got there, um, the, the lieutenant governor was in Louisiana the other day and the sheriff and they were pointing at each other's chest about we're having it no we're not yes we are you know and uh-huh. we got heated and so oh yeah my last crazy. Year, you know and um at least oh yeah you ain't gonna spend no money on the toilet paper i don't think those so things save there yeah right <laughs> yeah man i know about that <laughs> i went to the dollar general today sensible people here in alabama they're they're buying one one of each thing they're allowing one water you know and and it's actually working but i did find yeah. two bottles of light saw <laughs> so <laughs> hey so caleb let's all right let's switch gears man let's go back to 2019 mm-hmm. you know let's go I, one of the ones that i think started off well a year ago at this time how was it when you won that the american i mean because everything everyone that talks about that, that that's a big catapult to the rest of the year where were you mindset wise last year this time, knowing that you 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 went in the American and came out a champion? How did that was that was that a different maker for you last year? Kind of heading into the whole season. Man, it was it was uh I needed it bad because I think I had like I don't even think I had a thousand dollars won come this time when I went to the American. A uh, pretty rough winter, no good at San Antonio, no good at San Angelo, uh, Fort Worth. I mean, I had not even a thousand dollars won when I showed up over there and uh I never I never even made the final four at the American the first I don't know five years or whatever they had it uh I went all five years I think and never made it back to the final four so it was kind of a I don't know shot in the dark for me I was just gonna uh I didn't have a whole lot of confidence I guess going in there I'd never really done any good there but uh didn't let it get to me just showed up and wrote uh, I wrote my first one. They brought the top eight back. I ended up eighth. I was the last guy to make it back to Sunday. And then uh, mm-hmm. after that, you, uh, they may run another one. And they brought the top four back. I think I was second or third, made a good run on my second one. And then it was just down to the one header uh, on Sunday, the last one, the final four guys. And um, I think I was, I don't know, second or third to row. But it was actually pretty decently tough i think the two guys in front of me both had them in short seven uh and then i was six nine uh, one of the tied. so mm-hmm. it was good uh i was excited and give me fifty thousand dollars towards the world standings and a hundred thousand dollars to take home and uh, i think sure need it because when i left there I, uh towards the standings i had just barely over fifty thousand so i didn't have much one showing up there mm. but uh it was oh, good i got to Stayed home a lot. I only went to 39 rodeos, I think, instead of to give you, I think, 85 to go to. So, right. Uh, I like being at home. I like being with my family and nice. not driving all night, flying everywhere, leaving my family somewhere, doing that. So it was nice just to take you off in the summer and ease around. That makes yeah, sense. I didn't, have to, I didn't have to go to five rodeos a week. I could go to and stay plenty busy. You know what's crazy, Caleb? Right. You, well, you, you say that that mm-hmm. you, you didn't have like a rough go. You're coming, and, the, and let's premise, premise that you're you're coming off winning the NFR yeah, from 2018. So to be in that kind of like that, like, I don't know, whatever it is, and then you win the American. It, it, it I guess, this is kind of more to the point. Uh, I think it was Zeke. He was like, man, he goes, the minute you start the season, this is Zeke Thurston talking about like it, they don't care, like what you won the, the previous year. It doesn't carry over uh, and get the can, job done for you. Uh, you can wear your gold buckle around anywhere you want. Nobody's going to have any <laughs> mind to it. They're, still gonna, they're not going to give it, make it easier on you, I promise you. So uh, you still got to show up and do your job. If you got yeah. lots of money won or no money won, uh, it's the same everywhere. Yeah, 
I love that about right. the sport. That American, winning that American, which I know, I mean, there's no comparison to the regular national finals, but you know how we've all done it when I rode bareback courses or whatever I wanted to do, pack the barrel in the 10th round of the NFR. You know, when you're in that practice pen, we've all been in that scenario. Hey, I have to be 6'9 to win the world. Or, you know, every kid in America mm-hmm. has done that. Oh, yeah. I, I just wonder if now people are like, hey, it's championship Sunday. It's American. I can win a billion, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. And that's got to come into play a little bit in your practice scenarios, you know. Cause, and, oh, yeah, and for got, sure. Yeah, yeah, I've never been know. able to rope for the million. I've always been. Right. Made it through the finals, but I wouldn't imagine what it'd feel like to be back in the box for a million dollars because it's plenty. Uh, oh man, it's plenty exciting to do it for a hundred thousand. I couldn't imagine for a million. But, oh my gosh, I know. And, and under five seconds, right? Like you just the, the the kind of the concept of what you're getting ready to do. You've been doing all your life. Oh yeah, man. Well, yeah. Look at sure. the. You I, can't just take your time and get it done. Yeah. No. What um. With that big giant arena like that, that giant, I mean, if you've ever been in that building, Nevada, I'm sure you've been to ball games down there and you've been mm-hmm. to American and seen that. I, I did the PBR there. I did the bullfights there. And I remember rolling my barrel out in that arena going, holy cow, I hope I don't get rolled to the other end of this thing because <laughs> it's so big. What kind of strap do they put on y'all there? I mean, what? How, how long is that barrier? I mean, do they want it quick or do they want you rolling down there? You know, the people yeah, where was that at? You cut out. At American. You at the American, you know, what kind of stuff oh, they yeah. put on that? Man, it's short. Uh, it's probably four foot under the box length. Oh, um, wow. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... TV uh, stuff. Well, yeah, and they used to cut the arena down in half and made two right. arenas for the last how many ever years they've had it. But this yeah. year... It was one big one, but they put the boxes, like, at the short end. It was like I the boxes see. were on the side of the arena, so you're running short ways instead of the boxes being, like, at the goal post, and you're running long ways. So I got the arena was Across about twice as wide <laughs> as it was long. Yeah. A first for me. You've never been to a rodeo like that. Kind of like that. It's probably yeah. as wide as it is long, but you don't rope. And very many arenas where they're twice as wide as they are long. Usually they're twice as long as they are wide. Plant a bunch of trees out there. Just had a they had a shark tank out there in the middle of the arena. We I know. Oh man. <laughs> I saw that. I was laughing about the barrel racers. Every barrel horse is like, "What is that? What is that? Oh, yeah. Third barrel? <laughs> That's a big barrel. Which one do I go around? <laughs> yeah. Now, do you prepare differently, Caleb, for that? For like the bigger throw than just like let's say Thomas Maxon no, is very intimate. I had no idea until we walked in there Saturday morning for a meeting. I was like, what the heck? This looks different. They forgot a piece. <laughs> but uh, they meant to leave it out, and they didn't put the middle. Usually there's a stage all the way through the middle of both arenas, but it was just uh, one big wide arena now with a shark tank in the middle. Yeah, man. Well, so that your year carried on through, right? You got the NFR. And, then, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just – I keep thinking about this past NFR was one of the best that I've been – I've been a part of about 20 – 21 of them. And that was – ah, man, that rodeo, everything came down to that last uh, day 10. Mm-hmm. For almost everybody. Um, how yeah, are you, I wasn't uh, in it, though, but – No, but, I mean, was, uh, you showed up there in it, right? I mean – Oh, yeah. Uh, I come in uh, in the lead and – uh, it didn't go very good. I don't think I won a check in the first five or six rounds. Just had all kinds of heck. Uh, I got it figured out the last four rounds. Ended up placing in the average uh, down a ways and placed in, I think, three or four rounds. So it ended out all right. I'll take it. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, dang sure could have been sure. a lot better. But uh, it happens. Uh, you can't. Can't win a hundred, hundred fifty thousand every time you show up and dang sure try, but you're opening against the best guys in the world, so they're not gonna give it to you. No, man, but you walked away with sixty five thousand. You know, there's people walking away with nothing. Yeah, your right? banker didn't mind. <laughs> no, I, I like I said, I took it and went yeah. home. I didn't uh, gripe about it, but uh yeah. it could always be better. I guess everywhere you go you always feel like you could do better, but um That's why you're that's why you're a two time world champion. Seriously. <laughs> I try. No. I try hard. 
but you, Caleb, seriously, because you know Robbie, I've been very fortunate, man. We a lot of conversations on this podcast, and we've gotten to talk a lot of folks with multiple gold buckles. And anything I keep finding out about is it's your resilience in your brain, regardless of your body, right? You can just hope that thing shows up and it's healed and you're doing what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But your mindset, like, it just sounds like you kind of know, even if you're, like, even you said, uh, wasn't going well, but then you, you figure it out at the end. That's a, to me, that's a championship mindset because you, you figured out within a day maybe what was going on, right? Or something. You're focusing on your craft. And a lot of yeah. the young folks, they don't know how to do that, man. I mean, how to, have you developed that over the past, like, eight years with yourself? They get their mind blown, you know. <laughs> I'm not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to learn how to take losing before you can learn how to take winning, I think. Um, I mean, everybody loses. Uh, there's never been anybody that just shows up and wins everything they do or anything every time they show up. So uh, it, I think it has a lot to do with rodeo has a lot to do with uh, your mind and how how you can handle uh, situations and different things like when you show up different places and uh, I don't know my personality is kind of laid back so it doesn't matter if we're open you know in somebody's backyard or at and Stadium I just feel like I can keep my mind the same as if we are open in somebody's backyard um, and that has a lot to do with it. you know people show up and start looking around and they're like whoa and yeah. uh kind of messes with their mind game or even the amount of money you're roping for. I mean, to rope for a million dollars, you got to have a dang sure good mind or um, even a hundred thousand. Um, you can't let it get to you. You can't think about that when you're back in the box. You got to be thinking about what uh, your job is. And that's kind of how I've treated it. You know, if we're roping at the NFR or for at my house roping, I try to keep the same mindset that you're, uh, you just got to still, you still got to do your job. They're not going to give you anything in rodeo. I mean, oh. I don't care what you do. They're not going to give you nothing. You have to earn every, uh, every bit of it in rodeo. I think that's why you yeah. guys are always you know, smiling. I know. I just want, that's exactly where I was going. You're a fun <laughs> son of a gun to be around. You know, when we do our, when we go to the, Mar- uh, the uh, MGM and we do our autograph session thing. And you know, oh, yeah, that's we the- have the best time. That's the most exciting part. <laughs> <laughs> you should give us all a microphone next time. We'll think we'll do better. Uh, you know what? We're going to do karaoke. Next time we do that, we're going to do some cool stuff. Y'all have earned it. That is, out of all the autograph sessions, that's my favorite one because we catch them right coming in to MGM and oh, yeah. freak everybody out. <laughs> you see lots of different people come in and out of there, too. You get every kind and shape. Yep. You better believe it. And you guys are so funny. And, and then... What's funny about it, Nevada, they'll, after a little bit, Caleb or, or Jarrett, Ryan, or, or them guys will be like, hey, Robbie, here comes one. Hey, Robbie, here comes one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're coaching me along. Hey, look at this guy right here with the weird hair. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. You know what I love about Robbie? When, time. We got to have a little bit of entertainment. When Robbie's hanging out with team ropers, whenever we interview team ropers, this is the first thing he says, or I know when he's around them physically, you got all your fingers. <laughs> You got all your thumbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have all your fingers and thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> Which leads us uh, to this question: Who you are you? You're t- are you team roping this year, or have you been? I have not. I no. team roped at Belleville, which is my hometown rodeo, in October, at the beginning of the year, or at the beginning of the 2020 season. season. Yep. Oh, and yeah. then I I filled in for Justin Davis at uh, San Angelo. Um, I missed the second one. We did decent on our first one, and then I won a little bit of money at Belleville. Uh, but no, I have not entered. I was entered in uh, Mercedes with Logan Moore, a rookie, a young kid uh, down there, but they uh-huh. canceled that. So I've only team roped at two rodeos this year. But no, I'm playing on team roping a whole lot. Right, Logan Moore is that the guy that also happens to play baseball for the San Francisco Giants and the. Diamondback. Yeah, so. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah I never asked him if he played baseball, but I don't think he does. <laughs> so it's not Madison Bumgarner, a.k.a. Uh-uh. What, uh-uh. Yeah. Too awesome, though. It's cool to have a guy like that. Seriously. That's <laughs> American icon that loves to rodeo like Bumgarner does and had to hide it, but did it. I feel like uh-huh. him, you know. His secret hobby. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, 
too yeah. awesome. Who are you traveling with this year? I mean, once we ever get back going. Man, I haven't been with anybody. I've only been to uh, four rodeos this year. So, and really needed a traveling partner. I don't know who I'll go with this summer. Uh, my family mm-hmm. goes for sure. But, That's uh, right. I guess whoever needs a ride, I don't know. I hadn't got that far. It's still a long ways <laughs> off. It's like three months away, so. I got you. You know, I was telling, we were telling the other two guests today, I cannot wait to see you guys. You're talking about going to be a great, once this kicks back up, I will never bitch and complain about somebody's rodeo. I just want to be at one. I don't care if it's Mutt Newman to whoever's putting on a rodeo. <laughs> you sign me up, buddy. I oh, yeah. I'd be on the Little Bridges right now if I could. I say you don't know how much you miss something until you can't go to it or yeah. can't get around. Oh, it. We can't that, go to any radios right now. Ain't that the truth? I know. I mean, you know, you got, you got people that do, appreciate stuff, right? You got people that appreciate, you, run, huh? you know, oh, people God. that already do. Now they'll appreciate it more. And people that didn't, oh man, they're definitely kicking themselves right now yeah. off of yeah. what's I going on. I like a break, but I don't know about this kind of break. Yeah, big of a break. Yeah, not right now. Breaks are for right after the NFR. Uh-huh. We always usually have a choice if we want to go or if we don't want to go, and now we don't have a choice. Yep. We can't go. So, Caleb, how do you do – How? so it sounds like team roping is something. That, how does you include that into your overall season? Do you do that at the beginning when you're starting? or how? I mean, how does that kind of get included to what you're doing with rodeo? Man, I have no idea. It's just really <laughs> when people call me wanting to rope, uh, I hardly ever call anybody to see it. They want to rope because I don't know. It's not that I don't really care to. I just, I don't know. I just like roping calves and it's easier and I stay more focused in calf roping. But uh, usually when people call and say, hey, man, I need, can you head for me over here? I'm like, yeah, sure. Mm. Uh, or can you head for me this week or whatever? That's usually when I team rope. I don't usually, I'm not usually looking for a partner to rope with or anything like that. It's just when, people call and need a partner for a day or two that's when i come in handy i guess consider that a novelty to you to be you know heading and i know your main job is of course tie down but i mean do you consider no, I mean, that i enjoy it i enjoy mm-hmm. team roping uh i don't know i just never felt like i was uh i guess uh prepared enough to i mean them guys are good like i like watching team rope i watch team roping everybody i go to and just to watch mm-hmm. the talent that they have, but they work at it. I mean, team ropers over like a hundred steers a day. Mm. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like every day they're at home. I mean, they get like plumb upside down. Like if it rains or something, and they can't row. They'll go drive a hundred miles <laughs> to wow. practice. Like they, I mean, they they work at it. And I mean, any of the top fifteen headers year in and year out. I mean, that's just what they do. They work at it. And if you don't work at it like them, there ain't even no sense in entering. If you ask me, and I don't work at it, uh, I practice very seldom. So when I show up, I just feel like I'm not prepared, and I don't like wasting money. So um, I understand. if I ever was to uh, get serious about it and actually want to enter, I would. Uh, I would have to do a lot more practicing for me to put my money up. But can't you? You um, you can do that, right, Caleb? Can't I mean like? And I'm just, this is looking at the physicality of things. So at some point, right, your knees aren't going to do as well. You ain't going to be able to get off that horse as well. So do you settle back into something that's very familiar with you, like heading? You know, like, does, does, does that happen uh, a lot? Once of? I'm done calf roping, I'm going to say once I'm done calf roping, rodeo is probably over for me. I'm going to mm. move on to something else uh, because I'll be too old to start anything else. To start over, I guess, in yeah, a, yeah. a different event or anything like that. So, uh, right. I'm gonna say once I'm done calf roping, I'm probably gonna hang up the rodeo deal and uh, be with my kids and family, and I guess get a real job. I don't know. Yeah, right. You be driving them around. <laughs> are they going to rodeo, or are you trying to discourage that? <laughs> no, they can do whatever they want. If they want a rodeo. They need to play golf or something, probably. But if they want a rodeo, I'm yeah. sure to support them. Uh, whatever they want to do, uh, well, I'll, uh, I'll be know, behind them doing whatever i need to do so what have you uh what like have you thought about how this ends for you for just rodeo i mean have you ever thought about that yet i mean i know you're still young but oh yeah it crosses my mind a lot uh i'm sure i'll be doing something with cattle and horses uh out in the country somewhere yeah i'll never 
people behind the desk. I can promise you that. Uh, I couldn't handle <laughs> it mentally. So, uh, my biggest fear uh, is getting a job be, right now. I know. <laughs> yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be out in the country with cattle and horses. No matter uh, whenever I'm done ready on that's for sure. Yeah, doing what you love, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, all I, it's all I know. So I don't seem to do anything else. Damn. Well, you've been a champion, you know. And and we to bring this back to Trevor Brazil. He's having fun right now. You know, he's retired. He'll enter a few big, you know, something to do. Mm-hmm. He's taking his kids to school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was what I want to do. Yeah, he loves, he said, that's the best conversation I have <laughs> is taking my kids to school in the morning, and I do it every morning. We were laughing when I saw him the other day at the uh, at the WCRA we were all at, you know, in Kansas City. And I said, mm-hmm. I said, you've been taking them kids to school? They said, I carried them to school with a horse trailer this morning. And he's going to get him a minivan. He'll really enjoy it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, uh, Caleb, he talked about rodeo moms when we were talking about uh, youth rodeo. And he was like, man. Because, you know, I wasn't paying attention when I was competing. But now I got time and mine's a little more open. And he's just seeing things. It's like kind of like a, a fan would, if you will. Um, yeah, and he's enjoying uh-huh. the heck out of it. But – so, all right, so that's down the road, and, you know, you, you got some aspirations there, but what, I mean, look, I know we're in where we're, we're, we're in right now. Let's say we get on the other side of this. I mean, you know, what, what do you, what, what's it going to take for you to get there? How many rodeos do you, you know, let's just say, for instance, it starts in uh, June. What, what, what do you got to do to make it from where you're at right now? Man, uh, winning money every time I nod my head, uh, you know, I got 20, 20 something thousand won this year, which is a really good winner for me. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I've had anywhere from five thousand to seventy thousand. You know, at this time, uh, so I I feel comfortable where I'm at. You know, I'm gonna have to go to probably, hopefully, about seventy rodeos this year. Uh, hopefully, no more than that. Uh, and just, uh, you know, every time you back in the box, you got to be prepared to win and uh, have your mind right to win because uh, everywhere you go, you're up against, you know, 100 guys, and they all know what they're doing, and they're the toughest guys in the world. So uh, it's uh, it's tough, but uh, that's just my mindset. Win, Try to win every time I go. I don't have to win first. I've never been uh, – I like winning first, but I'll uh, – here the last few years tried to – you know, just a placing throughout the summer is so important. Uh, winning money everywhere you go, you know. Dang sure, I'm not trying to win third or fourth. I'm trying to win first, but um, I just think a placing any at every rodeo is important, and that's what I'm trying to uh, go for. You know. Uh, oh, that, that makes money. a lot of sense. This is, yeah, I mean, money's what I, you know. I do this for a living, so a check everywhere is better than. Uh, a first place check once a week. Yeah, because you, you can't necessarily call it a living right if you ain't winning. Yeah, the guy that wins second the most eventually wins the most. You know. Oh yeah. You can't. Win. Yeah, because you can't. You know, I don't care how good you are. Uh, you ain't gonna win first right. every time. Sage Kimsey does a pretty good job of winning first every time, but he still doesn't win first. Yeah. Every time. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. And Chad Mayfield, he's not doing. So yeah, bad. Chad Mayfield got it figured out this winter. Yeah, we're talking to him later the quote on. Quote of the week was. Finally, Chad didn't win one when they shut Houston down. <laughs> that's that's but, um, for sure. He, uh, he's, got, man, he's gotten it figured out here the last couple months. You know what? It comes and goes, buddy, and I'm a fan of his. He's a nice guy just like I am of yours. It's going oh, yeah. around. It always does. You know, you just got to be able to climb out of them valleys. Well, oh, yeah. A guy that wins as much as he does, you got to be a fan of him because uh, – he dang mm-hmm. sure uh, he's fun to watch and dang sure. Is, and he's uh, a nice guy. He's like you. He's, he's cool. Oh, yeah. You know, I can't Good dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. This year, you know. He's a so Junior World Finals contestant scenario. as well. You know, he came from the, the, the yeah, youth we'll, side. We'll break him in over there at the MGM. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. You bet. <laughs> so, hi, speaking well, buddy, of that. I've, I've had a ball. Yeah. I miss my buddy. Oh, man. I, I think talking to everybody uh-huh. has been fantastic. Hey, real quick, yeah. Caleb. What do you think? This whole youth movement, you know, when you think about, well, we just brought up, you know, we got, well, and then Haven, who just won, right? And I messed up his name about a million times, Medjid. Um, What do you think about this youth, man? There's some, you got some competitors. How are you feeling about the 
the overall field. With I mean, I know Trevor's stepping down, but it sounds like two other Trevors are stepping up and trying to bring the heat with uh, Haven and Mr. Mayfield there. I mean, what, what do you, how do you feel about this youth movement going on in, in roping? Man, there, there's some guys that can rope. Uh, you know, uh, I really don't know, man. They just I've never seen, uh, you know, there's, there's a handful of guys there, five or six guys that are just under 21, 22 years old that can just really rope, you know. Uh, Tuff and Marty were both guys that were super young that just started off just real strong and uh, still yeah. are going strong, you know, under 20 years old. And, man, these guys, they're just roping good. I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of youth rodeos. Yep. You know, they do everything for the youth these days. You know, everywhere we go, they have a youth rodeo, really, at, like, the end yeah. of the bar, I mean, all that stuff. I don't know if – I think they're preparing these guys more and they're just getting out more. You know, the young guys, they get to rope a lot more than we did when we were young. You know, there was about two or three associations, which there was a lot of – still for us to rope but man them guys they get a lot of experience i think uh, at a young age yeah. with all that stuff going on and i mean they're they're tough they're fast they're tough i think they want it um and there's a rodeo's getting better and better of paying us more money where we can actually make a living doing it so these young guys are seeing that and working at it and, yeah. you know where yep. you can actually make a living rodeoing and not be done at 40 years old and still be broke uh yeah so I don't know. Them guys are hungry, and they uh, there's five or six of them that are under 22 that can dang sure rope, and uh, they'll be uh, I think they'll be here for a while. Yeah, no, we I think a, I think a lot disagree. of that has helped too. I think a lot of that. And what do you think about? The, I mean, the the six figure freakout factor is not there like it used to be. You know, I mean, when, mm-hmm. when oh my God, I'm backing up in here for a hundred thousand. Well, them guys are twenty five thousand now at thirteen or fourteen years old. And the other thing too, Caleb, we, this is, we've talked to quite a few people about this. Let's just talk about the financial side because that's something nobody's ever prepared for. And all of a sudden you get in your twenties, you know, you're on your own and now you got to, you know, scheduling, how you're going to tour, how you got, I mean, and then how you upkeep everything. I mean, it's a, it's literally a mobile business that you've got going on as an athlete. So, I mean, how did you do, I mean, did you have help when you were, you know, early 20s when you're getting going with this? Uh, I married an accountant, so uh, she helped me a lot. <laughs> oh, that helps. Uh, I, I, just always, I always looked at rodeo. I mean, since I was in high school and college, I mean, I, I made a living with my rope, you know, paid for all my college. And I've done, yeah. I've rodeoed for a living. I've never looked at it as uh, rodeoing almost for fame or anything. Uh, it's all business for me it's uh i do it for a living i do it to support my family that's the only way i've supported my family was with my rope so uh like i said that's why i'd show up to win money not to win first um obviously i'm trying to win first everywhere i go but uh a check is very important to me because that's how i do it i do it for a living and to support my family i do have two kids and a wife so uh, i'm not just supporting myself yeah but uh, that's great yeah it's uh you can dang sure do it at this, uh, you know, at this stage in rodeo. They uh, they give us a lot good of chances stuff. for a lot of money. Man, so, yeah, good it's stuff good. I, well, and it's hard to beat. You know, I, I think yeah. this: it's hard to beat a family man that's focused, uh, and definitely for putting food on the, the table. I mean, that's uh, that's yeah, a hard absolutely. dude, hard guy to beat. Yeah, when you look back in the, in the '80s. Yeah, look at the '80s where you had Roy and and Duvalls, and all them guys. I mean, they rodeoed as good as we did, but the money just wasn't there. Now you have a chance to put money mm-hmm. back. I mean, you know, we've all known the world's brokest millionaires from, the, you know, our yeah. predecessors. And uh, Yeah, no, it's getting better. I, I think it'll be here in 10 years, you know. I think it'll be really good, hopefully, which I probably won't yeah. be roping in 10 years. But hopefully, uh, I've always said, if we could go rope for fifty to 100000 once a month, uh, it would, rodeo would be where it needs to be. Uh, I think we can do it four times what a year. That's a good point. We can do it twelve times a year instead of four. It would be uh, dang sure be worth the lucrative. You know, Caleb, yeah, it'd be good. Man. It'd be real good. Well, hey man, I'll tell you what, Caleb. This is uh, I want to say thank you for joining. This is uh, this is yeah, helping us out, man. 
And, uh, you know, you're so cool. Can't wait to see you uh, somewhere and y'all see me on the patio. Wait, come by, have a beer. I'll just be <laughs> glad to see my buddy. You oh, know what I mean? We'll do it. And Caleb's we'll is cool, it. man. You know, Robbie, we've gotten to work with Caleb quite a few he's times. He's always been cool. He, uh, he is, man. He's about as, as cool as he sounds right now. And I, I'm like, you know, we got to work. I mean, Caleb, first of all, thank you many times. Like, back on the strip last year, that was a great time. Um, thank you for coming to Grant a Gift uh, Autism Foundation, man. We really appreciate it when you do that. Oh, that's wow. uh, that's huge. Oh yeah, those kids they, they I'll love be it. Back man. next year, if y'all want me. Yeah, absolutely. No, man. It's uh, we got to get Robbie out there. He'll freak people out, I'm but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but uh, Caleb, Let's man, seriously. <laughs> but uh, Caleb, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. Yeah. Go love them yes, kids. Sir. Thank y'all. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Please keep your family safe, okay? You know, right now, I know y'all, buddy, and we're praying for everybody right now. And like I said, the first time ProCom opens back up, you're going to be on entered on everything on page 22 and 23. <laughs> That'll yeah. work. That'll work. Well, cool, stay healthy and stay focused, Caleb, man. We'll be keeping an eye on you. Yes, and, uh, Thank y'all. I appreciate it. And holler if y'all uh, need anything or anything more. All right, man. Thank you. Right back at the cool cat. All right, buddy. Yes, sir. Bye. Thank you. All right, bye. Hi, I'm Speed Williams, eight-time world champion team roper, and we're listening to the NFR Extra. To celebrate the 35th anniversary of the National Finals Rodeo in Las Vegas, LVE and PRCA present the top 35 most memorable moments. 1985 marked the beginning of a new era at the National Finals Rodeo, and it also ushered in a new dynasty in team roping. The dream team of Jake Barnes and Clay O'Brien Cooper won their first of seven world championships in 1985. Barnes and Cooper also won their first NFR average title that same year. They would strike again for average wins in 1994 and 2007. On their way to that average in 1994, Jake and Clay roped 10 head in a record-setting 59.1 seconds. It's a record that, so far, has withstood the test of time. It still stands today. With a combined 56 NFR qualifications between the two, Clay's 29 and Jake's 27, it ranks them second and third all-time in the NFR team roping appearances category, trailing only Alan Bach. Throughout their career, Barnes and Cooper have been a part of an astounding 60 NFR go-around wins. Jake and Clay were inducted into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame in 1997. In 2020, more than 7,000 kids will compete for the coveted 750 spots at the Junior World Finals in Las Vegas, presented by Yeti. Each qualifier will go head-to-head -head for more than a half a million dollars in a championship buckle in the biggest rodeo youth event in the country. This could be the first stop on the road to a pro rodeo car in a gold buckle in Vegas. Find out how your son or daughter can earn the right to compete against the best at the Junior World Finals, presented by Yeti. Hello, NFR fans. Hope you are staying safe and healthy during this time. To listen to more NFR Extra episodes, visit nfrextra.com or wherever you listen to podcasts like Apple, Spotify, iHeart, or even YouTube. And if you're looking for more content, we got a library full of it. It'll keep you entertained. We have NFR highlights, thousands of action photos, many interviews, multiple bloggers, NFR history, and a lot more. Find all that at nfrexperience.com or on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter at Las Vegas NFR. Hi, I'm world champion Jacob Scrawley, and you're listening to NFR Extra. All right, Brylon Bentley. Once again, we're this is more and more of your uh, well, the folks you've been working with, Bo Gardner works with, yeah, uh, Rebecca works with. I mean, the, the whole corporate marketing team. This is this is one one of your teammates, and uh, no pun there, team, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about uh, three time NFR qualifier Brett Beach. Uh, welcome to the NFR Extra podcast, Brett. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I, uh, we, you know, we, we've been talking to folks like the Leals from bull riding, um, pretty soon here we're going to talk about Kelly Kaminsky from, for bull riding. I mean, uh, bull riding. Oh my goodness. I was going to say, the, wait, wait, wait. She's not, not put Kelly on a bull. Ride a bull. That, I, mm. She probably could, uh, but I get 10 <laughs> lashes for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean, but we had Oberry on earlier talking about, you know, sure. scholarships for kids at this whole junior world finals movement is, is fantastic. I mean, it's just, and you're a part of this, Brett, obviously. I mean, you, 
you know, on the team roping side, which is vast, right? I mean, we've got a, a million things going on when it comes to team roping during the NFR, whether you go over to the uh, World Series of Team Roping over at the South Point, um, any other little events that we have around town. And I also know that, you know, I've seen this and, and it, after after dark, uh, people fire up in some desert areas and they team rope out there and just having some good times. I've seen this during the NFR, but let's talk about, um, let's talk about the general finals and team roping. How did you, uh, how did everything wrap up for you in 2019 champions money? Did you share you know, with uh, what, what, how everything went we, in, in 2019, we, I think in, in, uh, cash and prizes, we paid out, uh, it's probably close to right out a hundred thousand dollars there in that, yeah. in that week for the, for the two, the two different divisions that we have there. So and that's what we keep trying to do is you're trying to build it up because I mean, honestly, as we all know, that's what's going to make it bigger. That's going to make the draw. And so where we promote and trying to get more sponsors, we actually take, you know, at the finals, we put every penny that we get back into it for the kids. We're trying to build it up and it's become an event that, you know, that, that, that people want to be at. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, $100,000? Yeah, that's that's a good chunk of change. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we put a lot into it. It takes a lot, but you know what? We're always, we're always looking for more sponsors because that is what is going to make the difference for the kids is when we get sponsors on board. How many kids uh, compete for your event? Well, through the year, we probably had, you know, I, I, I've done it different every, every, every year, um, trying to find that right combination, what's the best thing for the kids and the best thing for the parents. I always take that into consideration because being a parent too, and I know what the parents have to go through to try to get their kids there. So, you know, what we've tried to do is like, for instance, this year, I've, I've done it different this year. I've decided to, I do a regions. So we have a, you know, basically the, the West coast region, then we have the South, the central, and then the East. And so what we're going to do is we'll take so many from each region that will, that will qualify through their region to go to Vegas. That way, let's say, for instance, like the region where I'm at, where I live in Texas, so Texas, Oklahoma, kind of New Mexico, Eastern New Mexico, Kansas, Louisiana, this is by far the biggest region. Right. So, and what, what I did is, you know, and I understand that, you know, kids from the East or the West, they didn't want to compete against the kids here. They couldn't get here, number one, but, you know, as far as money won, they just couldn't compete with the amount of teams that we have here. So I just took and said, okay, you, you're going to qualify in your region, so you're only competing against the people in your region. And I'll take so many there, probably 30, and then we'll rope it down to maybe the top 15 at Vegas. And what are your uh, different groups? Because you have a 10 and a half and an open, and most people don't understand what that means. Could you explain it a little bit? Yeah, well, the, the, ten, the, the 10, 10 and a half open, what it is, it's, it's a handicap system. And the handicap system is basically is what brought roping to the level it is now. That's why you see what's going on in Vegas. Every roping, you know, out there at South Point, every roping is going to pay between probably 150 to 180000 a person to win it. Yeah. And it's... And it's simply because the handicap system. So people are competing against, you know, people more on their skill level. So, you know, for instance, let's say, you know, if you got a younger kid, you know, obviously 10, 11, 12 years old, most of the time his skill level is not going to be quite advanced yet to him to be able to match against a kid that's 16 or 17. Right. So they have a numbering system. They'll number you based on, you know, what they believe your ability is. And then you can compete in, at that level. But you can always go compete in the open. We don't keep anybody from competing in the open, but we keep the open kids from competing in the 10. Wow. So in, in other terms, it's beginners, intermediate, and advanced, in a sense. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just like golf. It's a handicap. Yeah, you get a handicap. Sounds, uh, sounds a lot you know, like where, golf. Where are you at? Yeah. How good are you? Well, if you're too good, you're going to compete in the open. You'll be in the, you know. But if, if, if you're still building on your skill level, well, we still have a place for you to go compete and, you know, be successful, which is what it takes because you think about it, who, who wants to go get their teeth kicked in you know, every time they go rope you? Yeah. You're, it's not going to encourage you to want to go rope. So we try to, you know, make it like that. Like I said, because we, like last year, we had a kid, I think it was eight years old, won the roping yeah. in the 10, wow. you know, and which he couldn't have competed in the open. Now this kid, I guarantee you in a couple, three years, he will be in the open. But when, when he gets that, when he gets to that level, that's where we want him at. That's amazing. 
I, other sports need this, and but team roping is vast, right? I mean, it's huge. I mean, yeah, they do. Huge, just, they, yeah. Know, but how how has it been for you getting started with this and understanding that you know, this, as as we're finding out in the conversations, this whole movement that we got going on in here with the Junior World Finals when it was Junior Far and now it's you know this, it's mm-hmm, exploding sure. across the country. Um, how how do you look at this going down the road? Like this is impacting roadie in a very positive way. I mean, do you see a lot of well, that happening already? Oh yeah, it's it's ever since we started this was three years ago, three or four years ago. Yep. You you've seen the momentum build off of this. It's just spread off of this. Now everybody's getting on board and they're trying to do stuff, you know, for the kids, which is, in my opinion, which is great because honestly. Kids don't have a lot of opportunities. A lot of oppor- opportunities go win good money, mm-hmm. because what happens is let, we'll take the World Series for example. They they put a, a age cap on it. You have to be 21 to compete. Yeah. And so, and there's a lot of places like that because kids, you know, you take a 15 year old kid today, he might be let's say a number six. Well, something might click in two weeks. He could be an eight. Mm. He might he went he might have went up two full skill levels and then all of a sudden you're looking at a whole different roper, and that's the way kids are. I mean you can just see the light come on sometimes daily. You just never know when it's going to kick in, which you know when people get up there later on in years they got jobs, families, and and so forth. They can't put a lot of time into their into their hobby, and so they don't make those big jumps like the kids are doing. So they're trying to protect those people, not letting the kids in. Well, co- coincidentally. The kids don't have anywhere to go. So this this little movement that we have going on, I think, is huge for the sport and, and the sport of team roping. Yeah, and you know what, too? I, it also helps this because, I mean, there's something else that, that – and I think maybe you can uh, share this, but, you know, as you're coming up and you start getting in front of crowds, right, if you're at certain rodeos, there's, like, nobody there. There's your aunt, your uncle, your mom, dad. They're all out there, cousins. But oh, as you yeah. start going up, there's a bigger crowd. And, you know, that's something else psychologically you got to deal with as you get older is that part. <laughs> it's, it's just something you have to experience. I mean, exactly. If you, if you haven't seen it, you don't know how, you don't know how to handle it. But, yeah. you know, for, for kids, they have a way of overcoming it. Because <laughs> sometimes they just don't care. Yep. I mean, if it, their it, parents Bill, brought them, their parents paid the fees, they don't have a lot of worries, okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, for instance, for you, I mean, where, what, what, how were you getting your experience when you were – a youth. How did that happen? Well, when I was a youth, there there was no handicap system. That that <laughs> came later. Like that, you know, like really, it really did. There was, we was probably there was a there was a group of us. We'll say like Alan Bach, Clay O'Brien, Cooper, Walt Woodard, myself, uh, Jake Barnes. There was there was a quite a few, you know, not a lot, but a few that, that kind of started dominating everything. Yeah. Well, you you could go to a roping, and I'm telling you, when you pulled up, people wouldn't enter. Mm. And so the contractors, you know, coincidentally, that you know, they're like, "Wow, we got to do something." Which I understand their position too, when nobody would enter the roping because we showed up. Well, they didn't want us there, and I don't blame them. If I was putting on the roping, I wouldn't have wanted us there either. <laughs> so you know, I wouldn't have because I mean, it just kills them. You know, that's their livelihood. Yep. So you know, the way they're doing it now, well, you can come and rope, but you're going to rope in the open and we have all these other people that can rope in these, you know, these other divisions right here. And it's just, it's just been huge for the sport. Yeah. And look at all the events that spin off from that. Right. I mean, it really does oh, yeah. do that. That's awesome. It's amazing how a little tweak can just change everything. Just one little tweak yeah. changed, changed the whole perception of everything. So how does real quick, let's go back to your, your, um, the past 19. What does the, your finals format, what does it consist of? What, how, does it, how does that all come together at the, at the end there in December? Okay, so what I've done is, is I, you know, I get the kids qualified, and then we start over at zero there because I, can't, I don't want somebody from California competing against the kids here that they obviously have more opportunities to win more money because there's more kids, more, more participants. So I, I, let them, I get them qualified, and then at the finals we start at zero. And then we, we, we award it on a point system at the finals. The, whoever accumulates the most points at the finals is our junior world champion. And that's off of five steers, correct? Five, five, five head, yes. Yep, five head. That's a asking so for So we have an average and five go-arounds. Man, that's, uh, that's a lot of competition. What I, so the other thing is, is that when we talk, we were talking about uh, the Leals about this and just having access to people, and you brought up some pretty big names. Do you, 
is there a lot of crossover with a lot of the um, the NFR contestants, a lot of the champs? I mean, do you get, do they get access to these guys? I mean, I mean, do they get to hang out with you know? Oh yeah, well, yeah, actually, do well. There's there's a lot of there's several of the guys that actually have kids that compete in there. Mm. I mean, you had Clay Tryon's kids, and I know Speedy yeah. doesn't rodeo anymore, but Speedy's kids are there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a lot of former NFR contestants that have kids participating in that. So it's pretty, and it's pretty easy to see those kids because every one of them are pretty salty, you know, and you can just see through their upbringing and, <laughs> and, and that's how they, they put their kids right in there. And it, it's pretty funny watching, uh, you know, because in our position, what we got to do, we, we have to deal with parents, which I understand that, yep. but you take, you know, all the guys that, that rodeo been in the finals, some of them are at the finals right now. I mean, for instance, we had Clay Smith, world's champion. His little brothers, he he competes in it. it it's pretty pretty funny watching, because those kind of parents they just sit back and just say, you know what, I'm just gonna let my kid go. I'm gonna let him go experience it. They never say a word. You know, <laughs> it's, they they just know what it takes. It's just it's just a learning curve they have to experience. You know, what's really cool, and I know this is kind of a sad thing, but with losing Kobe Bryant and, and his daughter the way they did. Mm-hmm. But, but if you yep. look at prior to that, all those, and now you're seeing all these images and videos, his support to her and her craft, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and you see LeBron James and his kids and rodeo yep. is no different, right? Sports are no different. And I think it's cool when you start seeing like the next, I guess the better way to say it is if you think about what mobile phones, internet has provided to rodeo, this clearly has been going on for a long time, but now we get to see it. Now we know it's happening. Um, you know, we were just talking to the Leals and they were talking about Paolo Krimber and I remember watching mm-hmm. him ride and shake his booty and dance and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And now his, his boy, John is, is riding and you know, he's there and, and I, that just adds more to what we're doing here. Um, I totally agree. Yeah, it's fantastic. But one thing you brought up is you brought up, uh, you know, parents and dealing with that. And I'm just gonna go back to, we had Trevor Brazil on the show and he was talking about retirement, you know? Yeah. Cause when he retires, he's still qualifies you know for the nfr that's how good he is right. Right? right um but he was talking about you know kind of pulling the mr mom at home and taking the kids to school but then one of the things he talked about was something that he maybe hadn't focused on too much but now he does rodeo moms and and the intensity of what they bring to the rodeo business <laughs> and um <laughs> they bring some intensity believe me okay <laughs> when i see one of them coming at me all i do is look at the look on her face do i want to talk to her or not <laughs> the look on her face will tell you <laughs> should i run or should i stay like do you, i mean do you deal with some stuff where they're looking at them like no that was your judge that was someone around my child they had nothing to do with whatever that score was or whatever just happened. <laughs> it had nothing to do with them. It had something to do with one of your guys or gals that did this. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just, you know what? I understand it. I know how parents are. I'm one. I've had those experiences. I just know how it is and just deal with it. And, <laughs> you know, it's a, usually it doesn't last very long. Some of them stay a little angry a little longer than others, but you just, you know, I just try to set a, a program, stick to it, and do the very best we can, and hopefully we can give them all the same opportunity. That's awesome. <laughs> Gotta love junior rodeo parents. Uh, we'll we'll ro- ro- run right into the next uh, topic of our youth generation coming up. You do a lot of clinics throughout the year. Could you fill us in a little bit on those? Yeah, I do. You know, like, for instance, last year I probably did 45 clinics around the United States. Nice. So I stay very busy with that. And it's pretty interesting, you know, the last, probably the last three or four years, seeing how the, how, how people are improving at a much faster rate, you know, yeah. and it's with, with, with all the information out there. And then you have a few people out there that, you know, we have websites. I have a website, total team are open. There's so much information that these people have access to, you know, I mean, all you got to do is pick your phone up and you want to answer a question. Well, you can, there's a video on it, you know, so that, that has been probably the biggest difference to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, we've talked about that quite a few with uh, contestants. Uh, prime example, like Stetson Wright talked about how he studied Sage, Sage Kimsey and the way he rides to mimic a lot mm-hmm. of that. And, you know, yeah, you have access to that because the internet. Uh, it, it is absolutely amazing what you can do. For instance, at all, at all, every school I do, I video every run, nice. for instance. So every team that comes out, I video it. After they rope, while the next team goes, I let them look at it and I show them, this is what you need to do. So they actually see themselves and what they need to do, what they need to try to fix. 
or get better at. So every time they go in the box and I'll, I mean, I attribute that to, to, to technology. Yeah. Because if without that, you can't show them a picture worth a thousand words. Literally. It, it truly is. Yeah. No doubt about yep. it. I mean, that's, it's driving everything right now. Definitely in sports. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about, this is just more of an education piece, right? Everyone gets to learn and, I mean, I'm aware of this. I'm not going to say I'm the most uh, renowned rodeo expert. That'd be lying. Uh, obviously, <laughs> Brylan's grown up in this. She's she knows it very well. Can right. you roping consists of two people um, in this 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 competition, right? That they're, they're teams and the, right. there's responsibilities. What's what's the difference between the header and the healer? I mean, how important is it for the for each one to kind of find that balance and how they they, they do something under seven seconds? Well. <laughs> The, the header is the quarterback. The, the header is the main component of the team. Everybody wants to be a healer because it, you know, that, that was like that for a long time. It's kind of switched now because now people are realizing, hey, the header really is the strong part of the team. You can take – the header is going to dictate the run. If your header right. performs well, it's easy for the healer. If the header doesn't perform well, it's not easy for the healer, and it's not – it's not easy to heal a steer consistently by two feet unless your header does his job. So if they set you up, healing is not that hard, but you can not set them up and healing all, all of a sudden becomes very difficult. That is a great so explanation. The header is the important part of it. He, he can make it hard or he can make it easy. He's the one that makes it where it's a repeatable run, something you can do time and time again. I, look, and this is just more kind of like some – details type stuff but i mean is there does there come a time when you're the, the header is looking when he he's going to pull the left or the, something to where just that that little nod is going to help out his teammate i mean well, is there those kind of things? oh right. that's a that's a good question because you're absolutely correct heading you know the easiest thing about heading is roping the steer just roping him around the horns that is by far the easiest part of it a header has to score get a start see where the steer's going, get it on him, and handle him for his healer. And then the header starts the run, and then he finishes it on the face. So he said he does everything in between except heal the steer. And a really good header, honestly, it's they almost heal the steer for you if they set you up good. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, after watching so much, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you can go watch the rodeos, ropes, whatever you see, and you'll see when it's a wild, crazy handle job, the, the healer's percentage is – drop off drastically when they set them up, make them easy. Well, it's, it's not that hard. Yeah. Cause I've seen it where it's almost like, man, uh, and it's patience, uh, right. Where I've seen it's where it's like, yeah, rather than hurry, point. hurry, hurry. It's like, it's patience. Cause once they, <laughs> yeah. once they nab, it's almost like within a half second, that healer is right there behind. And that timing, when that happens, man, the crowd goes uh, crazy. Yeah, that's you're exactly right. That's why it's the header's responsibility and that's the hard thing about heading is like every steer is different. Yeah. Everything is different. It's a reaction to what the steer showed you, you know, to, to see his speed, the direction he's running, to set it up. So when you do get it on him, you can handle him, get him off the corner for the healer in a smooth fashion. So it's either easy for the healer to see everything. So yeah, you might, you should be a team roper. You already figured this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, film it, uh, get film. Cause you could be using that and getting a lot of likes for, uh, <laughs> Rodeo Rex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there might be another uh, segment on Rodeo Rex. <laughs> Just don't take a thumb off, please. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, you got all your thumbs, right, Brett? You got all your thumbs. Uh, I still, yeah, I still nice. possess all my digits at this point. <laughs> you know, when uh, when Robbie's co-hosting with us, Robbie Hodges, we're on here. He, whenever we talk to a team rubber, he's like, "Got all your thumbs." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah. Is the first question. Yeah, well, there's a lot of them that don't have them. <laughs> if, if you can keep it a little more under control, most of the time you're going to be safe. But you know, it can it can happen. It's a, it's a dangerous sport in that, that aspect. Yeah. It's not like bull riding, but yeah. it is dangerous. Yeah, you're down to lose something in rodeo, right? You just got to be careful. <laughs> exactly. Well, all right. Well, so we're we're obviously talking about junior finals. What's going on this year? Um, getting ready for December. How many contestants? How, what's the purse look like? Kind of tell uh, those that listen so we can promote for uh, December coming up. Um, so what we're doing this year, we're having approximately 40 qualifiers around the United States and the different regions. We will take so much out of e each purse. You know, it's a, it's a minimal amount, but it's enough over 40 that we can start building the pot up. So we'll take that money 
plus the interest fees and then plus what Vegas Events puts back, and that's how we build a pot up for that. Plus, we're always working on getting more sponsors. You know, our goal is to get it to get it above fifty thousand in cash for each division. Wow. Plus, plus the prizes. That's what we're shooting that's for. That's a lot, man. It's a lot of work. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Where uh, where can they go? Where uh, can they get information? Get a hold yeah, of you, but, things like that, just in case someone's yeah. interested. All they have to do is get on totalteamroping.com on the website and has all of the information, has where all the qualifiers are, all the rules and how we're doing it. Everything is right there. Very cool. Well, I'll tell you what, this was fantastic. This was great. <laughs> that might be my favorite yeah. des- description of team roping ever. That was like on the nail. Great. I love it. Well, I, I, I'm used to talking about this, Brylin. So yeah, well, I figured hard. you'd have a good answer to it. I wouldn't have thrown <laughs> it out there if I didn't. Well, and and you know, Brett, part of this goal here is with our podcast is for those that stumble upon it, and and you know, the NFR touches it. You know, like it goes over another kind of range of people. It's not always a rodeo because we have so many people that come to the World Finals that may get exposed to the podcast. There's a lot of learning sure. on here, and this is just another episode that adds to the learning. Well, uh, yeah, I totally agree because a lot of people don't un- really understand what's going on. So if you can make them understand and see what they're really looking at, yeah. then it makes more sense to them, and I think it becomes a little more enjoyable. Yeah, you know, I was, yes. I was taught a long time ago, education creates confidence, and as long as we exactly. keep doing that, we'll, we'll create confident yep. fans coming to the rodeos, and I'll know what the heck they're watching. I love it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Know what they're looking at instead yeah. of just saying, well, I don't know what's going on, but it looks like somebody did good. I heard a bunch <laughs> of people all. <laughs> right. Well, man, this was fantastic, Brett. Uh, I know you're busy, uh, a lot of things going on, but thank you for coming on the show, man. This was This was awesome. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. All right, well, have Anytime. a good have a good year and um, yeah, See good you luck. Soon. Okay, we'll look forward to seeing you. All right, all right, thanks. Thanks for listening, fans. That's episode forty-one, and a big thank you to Caleb Schmidt and Brett Beach for taking their time to come on the show. Couldn't thank them enough. And don't miss our next episode when we get Bryland's favorite, J.W. Harris. And who's that other guy, Robbie, coming on? Boudreaux Campbell. And Boudreaux Campbell. Yeah, it is. Make sure to check out the next episode. For more information regarding the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, visit NFRExperience.com and follow Las Vegas NFR on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. NFR Extra. All dirt. All rodeo. All year. Gotta make it out to Vegas Where the big boys roam With the rovers and the racers And the bulls and the browns And the ladies in the skin-tight ringers And the cowboy hats